bada bing bong bing bong hey everybody and welcome to another extreme episode of the extreme pop rewind podcast i'm your host kylie kylie and you're eduardo oh boy no we are not the extreme ghostbusters this is lee and this is Linz. and i am still drinking the same ecto cooler i had in the last four episodes i am drinking brand new crystal pepsi is that Crystal Pepsi, Water, or Zima? You'll never know. Oh, no complaints to any of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, if I only drink one Ecto Cooler per episode, we have at least 20 more episodes to put out. It's great. We have to do 20 more of these? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, 10 a year is not enough. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, why don't you tell the listeners at home or at work when they're not supposed to be listening... Uh, what it is we're talking about today. Well, today we're going to be talking about the Ghostbusters 2016 movie. We did a podcast, a little mini episode, a couple months back about the trailer. And now that the movie's out, we got to sit down and watch it and we'll give our opinions, I suppose. Wow, that sounds exciting. You know, do people do that on the internet? Do they give their opinions? I mean, I think this might be a first. This is groundbreaking right here. I don't think anybody on the internet ever has ever commented ever on anything no we're probably gonna go viral uh it's gonna be top of the youtube news aol keywords are getting made right now we're gonna have some geocity fan sites oh my gosh let me get my live journal going here i'm gonna join web rings about this <laughs> all right lee so you have some items there that are relevant to today's topic do you want to share with our listeners yeah i do actually because uh you know, I saw the new Ghostbusters movie, which, you know, let's just be real here and refer to as Answer the Call. Ghostbusters Answer the Call. I, I do enjoy that better than Ghostbusters 2016 or whatever. Is it Ghostbusters 2016, the official title, or just Ghostbusters? But then that's confusing. Right. I, answer the call. Answer All the right. call. All right. You heard it here first. I've got here the official Ghostbusters Answer the Call soundtrack. This is the score to the film. Now, what, what is that, though? Is that a compact disc? Yes. In fact, it's interesting because the first compact disc I ever owned was the Ghostbusters 84 soundtrack. So, it all comes full circle. This is the last CD I'm ever going to buy. Because they stopped making them? So, beyond that, I have Ghostbusters, now a major motion picture. Now, a major motion picture. It's the, uh, Finally! It's the novelization. You remember novelizations? I think I've got a couple of the first Ghostbuster. Whoa, that looks actually a lot thicker than I was expecting. No, it's like a legit novel. That's what she said. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't like a kid's book. This is like no. what you'd read on a 12-hour flight. Yeah, I was expecting an 84-page novella, like exactly 84 pages. No one was supposed to know about the book, and now everyone did. Oh, Thought Aaron. No. Yeah, uh, I loved these kind of books as a kid. I have the one for Getting Even with Dad. I have the Back to the Future novelizations. Just a bunch of <laughs> okay, random Back stuff. Back to the Future doesn't surprise me, but Getting Even with Dad? I don't know. People would just give me novelizations. Like, those are the kind of books that would always end up in the um, like school classroom reading shelf. And yeah. a lot of times the teachers would just give them to me. They're like, oh, this is not literature. And I'd be like, all right, getting even with dad. 
Yeah, we in seventh grade, part of our curriculum was reading the mask novelization. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't brain so good. This is my education. Oh my gosh, we're going to do a future episode on education. Yes. And then finally, we have here Ghosts from Our Past. This is the book that uh, one of the Ghostbusters writes in the new movie. That actually looks thinner than the novelization. Yeah, uh, they explain in here, they cut out 260 pages of some ghost junk that they had in here. The This is the second pressing of the book, if we're going with canon. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they got a reprint. It's actually really funny. I would highly recommend this book. One thing that has been great about this new movie is I now have a place to put all the spare money I had. Like... Before, I just had money in my bank account, but now I've got two Ghostbusters books, two Ghostbusters CDs, Twinkies, five crates of Ecto Cooler, movie tickets galore. It's just amazing. I've even pre-ordered the Blu-ray. So obviously the movie made quite an impact on me. I've seen it twice. What about you? I've only seen it once, but I saw it in 3D because it was not offered in regular D here. Then I don't think you get to brag about paying the extra $3. $2.99. $2.99. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, Lee, you saw it in regular and IMAX 3D. Yes, I did. And I know you were concerned about the special effects, you know, based off the trailer. So what did you think of it in IMAX 3D versus the regular screening? First of all, I'll say the effects got a lot better since the trailers. Like, that, mm-hmm. I was very happy with that. I like the final look of it. I think it's pretty cool. A lot of people keep saying it looks like Scooby-Doo effects. I kind of see where they're coming from. But I think it works in the context of this movie. Um, so I saw it first in a regular screening because I was still a little, eh, how's it going to be? And then I loved it. So I was looking around to see if the 3D version was worth seeing. And I read that the IMAX 3D version, I'm not sure if it's only that version, but in that particular one, uh, the 3D effects kind of pop out of the letterboxing of the film. So it's like the laser beams go out of the movie frame and a little more into the theater. And I just thought that was so cool. So I had to check it out. Damn, that is pretty sweet. Yeah, it was like I had to duck when a proton beam was coming at me. (laughs) Gotta be careful. The flowers are still standing. One thing I think we're still kind of unclear about, you know, since the first trailer is, is this movie a reboot or sequel or canon or what is the deal with this movie? Yeah, I... I'm kind of settling on alternate universe, maybe? Because yeah. there there were these cameos, obviously, in the movie that I, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, they weren't playing their characters. Or was, or, or, or was Dan Aykroyd playing his character? He's playing himself, yeah, but Bill Murray definitely wasn't. No. No, Bill Murray was, was a different guy, but... What do you think? Do you think that Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson could possibly have been playing their Ghostbusters characters? Because they weren't referred to by name. Hell, even Janine might have been. Yeah, (laughs) that was cool, too. Um, You know, there's a possibility. But at the same time, you think if there was all this ghost activity, they would kind of jump in and get in on it. Yeah, but after they'd been burned by the city twice, possibly three times on that? For the good of the people? And I ain't afraid of no ghost. 
You know, I read somewhere that uh, Ivan Reitman wasn't a big fan of the cabbie dialogue that's in the movie because he knew people would make that connection. Like, ooh, maybe oh. it's Ray driving the cab. And guess what? I did. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, would you even want this movie to be connected to the originals? Or is it better as its own thing? You know, it seems like people have a problem with it. Like, I mean, we sort of do trying to figure out if it's a reboot or sequel or what the deal is. But I really, I don't think it matters. I think it stands well on its own, but I also think it stands well as some kind of connection to the movie. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I almost thought this movie was more in the spirit of the real Ghostbusters than the original Ghostbusters movies. Interesting. Well, they are making a new animated Ghostbusters Feature, I hope so I'm wondering or series so I'm wondering you know if that's connected to this movie if that's going to be connected to the original franchise word on the street is the new animated series is going to take place in 2050 so they don't even have to answer that question oh okay <laughs> they are going to just dodge this one forever so what did you think of the cameos I mean I'm glad they were there you know it was cool to see them again I don't know that they were particularly necessary but uh, particularly the Egon statue was pretty cool oh yeah yeah and uh i kept waiting for that ernie hudson one i'm like man when's he gonna show up so i know there was a little payoff to that i liked it i was i was thinking that too i'm like all right we saw everyone else you know it's getting further and further into the movie like, did they cut him yeah i was starting to wonder i was like man how last minute did they ask him to be in this movie no he literally is in the last minute of the movie I'm glad he's there. You know, it's it's nice. And I, I kept thinking, okay, well, obviously, if you've been around Pop Rewind for any amount of time, you know, I'm obsessed with Rick Moranis. And I knew he wasn't going to be in this movie or pretty much anything ever again. And that's fine. But I kept thinking, it would be so cool if he showed up. Yeah. I don't know where he would be necessarily, but I'm sure they could have worked it in and it would have been amazing. He could have been Rowan. You know, a lot of people are kind of upset about this new movie being like a reboot or whatever. And I was reading an article last week that explained the premise of Ghostbusters 3. Apparently it was already greenlit, actively in pre-production, and for real this time, supposedly. And the What pre- year? Uh, right before Harold Ramis died. Oh. And... The premise is Oscar from Ghostbusters 2 is an adult, and now he finds that ghosts are coming back to haunt him. And Peter, kind of his stepdad, I guess, he gets killed and becomes a ghost and helps mentor him. Oh. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's good that Paul Feig didn't pick up with that idea. Oh, yeah. No, that's... If that was his option, it was go with that or remake it? No. See, that would have ruined my childhood. I'd I'd been writing angry emails all over the place. I don't want to see a character named after a hot dog. (laughs) Fine, no Hebrew National Junior for you, I guess. (laughs) That's my favorite joke in that movie. When he's like, named after a hot dog. You poor, poor man. That's a really, I don't know how I feel about that. So with that in mind, does that make you a little happier that we got this reboot instead? I mean, I enjoyed the film, no matter what, like, without this knowledge of that weird Ghostbusters 3 we almost got. 
Yeah, yeah. that I don't know. But I mean, I guess you would have to see it and see how they produced it and how they cast it and everything to really get a feel for it. Yeah, Bill Murray as a ghost dad. I feel like we've seen that concept in a film before. Was Bill Murray actually signed on for it, or was he just being polite to Aykroyd? I don't know that he ever read it. And then (laughs) uh, later in the article, it went on to say that Reitman had read some of those supposedly awesome scripts that Dan Aykroyd kept coming up with, and he was like, yeah, they wouldn't have worked. It was like a fantasy land budget. It was never going to happen. Ooh. Uh, side note, are they still doing that other Ghostbusters movie? No, apparently that was also just a rumor. Okay. Yeah. I really liked the way Rowan kind of came about. Um, particularly, I like the final form he, he takes. I thought that was great. I wish that had the been... The final an- form of current day Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, when he turns into Dan Aykroyd with a bow tie. <laughs> that would have been a total surprise to me. I would have been floored, except that the toys at Target didn't have a spoiler alert tag, so I knew exactly what he was going to look like. Uh, see, I didn't know that that was the guy's name, so when I saw toys, I was like, hey, it's the angry ghost stomper from the real Ghostbusters opening. No, that's the villain. It's still a really cool use of the logo. It's awesome! I, like, I wish that hadn't been spoiled for me, because I would have been like, if I think, you know, that's one of those moments in that movie if you were on the fence about, man, they shouldn't be touching this, I think you could get to that point and feel like, all right, all right, this works. And to me, that worked. I love the showdown of the new movie. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty good. Yeah. Now, what, what do you think of Rowan as a villain, like, in comparison to Gozer or Vigo? I mean, it's kind of hard. You, you kind of have to reintroduce all these characters will introduce them for the first time really yeah as they're trying to do so much with this and it's just it's difficult to give everyone such a thorough backstory but i really feel that his was lacking like there wasn't that motivation there i totally agree with you on that i mean at the same time i kind of understand why i don't know i mean you pretty much got the sense of what gozer and vio were already from just brief little moments in the dialogue in the other two films and they have this backstory that's like real spooky and everything and then there's like rowan just like man a waitress was mean to me yeah <laughs> i'm gonna turn everybody into ghosts like what yeah with rowan i feel like it would have been nice to see a little bit of a bigger picture for his actions like maybe he was a former student of one of the ghostbusters or some kind of competitor or something um, I just would have liked some clues about his background rather than that monologue checklist scene he got. Yeah. Well, that's interesting you bring up the student thing. It would have been neat to tie that in considering, you know, Kristen Wiig's character was the professor there and they were teaching and they had the book together as well. It would have been a nice tie-in to have him somewhat involved with some of their backstory. Right. It would have been nice if they gave him a little something more. Yeah, it would have been nice. You know what else is nice? The little tribute to Harold Ramis at the end there. Got a little choked up. I got choked up too, but I collect spores, molds, and fungus, so maybe it was for a different reason. It was probably for both reasons. We already know both of us have the same favorite character in this movie. Uh, Our poll for this episode is actually going to be a little different. We want to know what your favorite character was in this film. Was it Holtzman or was it Holtzman? Yeah, 
Are we going Team Holtzman here? Come on, everybody. Seriously, I'm questioning so many things about myself. Like why you can't find the Funko Pop figure anywhere? I know. Jeez. It's the one that's always sold out. I found a Kevin one the other day. No Holtzman. Kevin would be a good second choice. I was considering it, but I'm holding up for Holtzman. Yeah. Okay, so I knew I liked Kate McKinnon beforehand. You know, I've mentioned before, I am a big SNL fan. I love her on that. Everything, all the characters she does on that show She's are so just good. absurd and wonderful and just really up my alley. Yeah. Really up your alley. Really, really, really. It's a strike down the center lane. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so seeing her in this, I knew I was going to like the movie just because of the cast. And especially Kate McKinnon and also Kristen Wiig. But, I mean, Kate is magnificent in this movie. She's, she goes above and beyond in her role. Just, I mean, the lines are written for her and everything, but her acting and her expressions are just wonderful. If there's anything, uh, I don't know that this movie did did well. It was actually being funny. It was a funny movie, but, I mean, the jokes weren't necessarily... I, I think I was expecting a little more in that sense, but I'm still okay with it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm okay with it, but it's almost like if the jokes weren't going to be the, the classic one-liners that the first film is, then maybe it should have been more like a serious movie that had some funny moments along the way. I mean, the thing with the, the wontons, I was kind of like, yo... That's kind of excessive. It wasn't that funny the first time. I thought it was okay. Not something, you know, super brilliant or anything. But I also like that the takeout guy is the cab driver from Deadpool. Yeah, I'll give you that. What did you think of the overall vibe of the film? You know, was it a good time? Oh, yeah, we had a good time. Um, theater was having a great time as well. It wasn't a super full theater, but the people that were in there, there were a lot of males, and they were all laughing their asses off. It was it was a fun movie. Yeah, I, I thought the movie was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, you mentioned there weren't a lot of people in the theater, and there weren't either time I saw it opening weekend, which was a little disappointing, because this is a movie I really think would do well with a packed house, and I think you could really get into it more with a crowd. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I saw it on a Saturday afternoon, early in the afternoon, and they're usually pretty sparse. I saw the first preview screening, and I saw the Saturday night 8 p.m. screening. Oh. So it was empty. So did the movie do well overall? Drew's kind of out of, on that one. I've really, I've heard yes and no in the same article. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of having... A frustrating time trying to figure out if it is if it did well financially and at the box office and everything i saw in one of the articles that it did well but it didn't make enough money but they're still going to do another movie hey i'm okay with that keep cranking out ghostbusters movies because you know why every every star trek fan every batman fan whatever they get movie after movie after movie they've had so many chances to see this universe on the big screen the last time I saw this Ghostbusters universe on the big screen, I was in grade school. It was amazing to just see something else Ghostbusters related back. Seeing the logo everywhere. It's on boxes of Twinkies at my grocery store right now. Like, this is cool. 
There's billboards yeah, around town with the logo on it. That's the thing, too. If they come back with sequels, we're going to get Ghostbusters toothpaste again, Ghostbusters bubblegum again. Hopefully not at the same time, because that's confusing. Been there, done that. Ooh. You know what the best character was besides Holtzman? What? Maybe I might have to change my mind. Slimer's girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That killed me. Another toy spoiled that for me. I saw a, a girl... Slimer, like what? Funko oh, I didn't know there were something. girl Slimer toys out. You know, something else I liked about this movie was also the overall story. What do you think of that? Like, I thought it worked. Yeah, I wasn't sure what they were going to do to tie it to go- like the Ghostbusters we already knew and loved, but yeah, yeah, it, I think it was original enough, but also gave really good nods to the source material. Right, it's like it did a very good job sitting right on that line. Yeah. Because that was initially one of my hesitations, is when things first started coming out about this movie, it's like, oh, we're having an Ecto-1 again, and it's this white car with the red fins, but it's not the 59 Cadillac that everybody knows, and here's Proton Packs, this is when they look like, oh, green slime, and I was just kind of like, man, I hope they're just not going to like excessively try to please the fans on this. I'd rather it be its own thing. So the way it ended up, I was okay with it. Yeah. Do you want this Ghostbusters universe to continue? I really do. Yeah. I mean, I thought the characters were pretty solid, and I think they could do a lot more now that the first movie is out there, and they've kind of got the backstory and that sort of thing. Well, most of the backstory out of the way. Yeah. And that's what a lot of the reviews are saying, is like, hey, we really liked what you gave us, but we know there can be something better with this premise. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of people tell me that, too, as well, like... Yeah, I like the characters, you know, I like the look of it, but I don't know, it needs to be its own thing. I'm just hoping they don't pull, like, an amazing Spider-Man and go, like, yep, we're going to reboot the reboot. Oh, my goodness. I can't even keep up with Spider-Man, and I don't like Spider-Man to begin with. Sorry, Internet. Wow, you pissed him off, too. Whatevs. Hey, for the record, I really like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And I also, for the record, I, also, I do not. I also don't really care about Spider-Man, but those two recent ones were actually really good. Oh, I didn't see. I think I saw. Yeah, we saw the the Tobey Maguire one together. Garbage. The first one, and then I saw a bit of the second one Garbage. in a university class for no reason. That I haven't seen any others. Yeah, I never saw the third from that series, but. Uh, I don't know, if you just like comic book movies, if you liked, you know, kind of what Ghostbusters is like, particularly Amazing Spider-Man 2, kind of has that same vibe to it. So, Linz, I know the biggest complaint you had about this movie is that it ruined your childhood. Right? It ruined everyone's childhood. No, I I was getting really, really annoyed with everyone going, well, not everyone, but a lot of people going on about, well, they're redoing Ghostbusters is going to ruin my childhood. And it's like, really? No. Really, guys? No. I grew up in a neighborhood with four boys. There was me and four boys around my age. I freaking love the Ghostbusters growing up. You know who I got to play? I was Janine answering phones in the clubhouse. I wasn't a Ghostbuster. So if this movie gets little girls to get their proton packs on and their little jumpsuits and play Ghostbusters, that's freaking amazing and totally worth it. No childhood ruined. Yeah, totally. And that's a drag that you never got to be a Ghostbuster because of that. Yeah, my neighbors were dicks. You know, Janine, like, jumped in and saved the day, too, pretty often in the cartoon. 
Yeah, we didn't play the cartoon version, obviously. No. We could have been a Ghostbuster in my neighborhood. Aw, thanks, guy. Yeah. I would say, if anything, this movie coming out just kind of justifies the childhood obsession more. Like, it extends the legacy a little bit, it brings it to the forefront, and... I mean, let's face it, there are a lot of other Ghostbusters-related things that have fallen a lot shorter and flatter than this movie ever possibly could have. And I'm looking at you, the Atari 2600 game. I'm looking at you, Baby Spookums, and especially you, Professor Dweeb. On a side note, is Baby Spookums a plumbus? (laughs) Okay. Baby Spookums looks like the dancing daisies from the early Conan O'Brien seasons. Or pansies. I forget which flower. She looks like a raviolio. Like it's... What's that... Oh, what's that terrible cartoon that used to be on on Sundays? And it was like the pink or purple guy. Widget? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like like a knockoff widget. I had a dream about Widget a few months ago, but it was like live action. And the floating brain looked like a real brain with clapping hands. It was freaking me out. God, I hated that cartoon. Yeah. So Baby Spookums is pretty much the worst episode of the real Ghostbusters. I don't know if it's the one where all the changes happened all of a sudden in that series, but it's the one I first saw where all those changes happened. So it's like Janine got a makeover. She got an annoying voice. Dave Coulier is now doing Peter's voice. Mm. Uh, Arsenio Hall is not Winston anymore. There's these goofy Slimer cartoons that have been added and are in no way intelligent and fun. So, Baby Spookums, you ruined my childhood. You, single-handedly, ruined my childhood. All right, so we've talked enough about the new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I definitely liked it. I'm going to see it again. I can't wait to get it on Blu-ray. Sounds like you liked it. I loved it. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters again, just because I I don't normally see movies in theaters more than once, unless it's a Pokemon movie. And uh, but definitely ordering the Blu-ray. Right. Yes. I mean, if Weekend at Bernie's got a sequel, I'm sure this movie sold enough tickets to get a sequel. Oh, I don't know. Man. We can have Bernie's is classic. Yeah. You know, it's been kind of a weird, like, nostalgic summer. All these old drinks are coming back, and I saw a Ninja Turtle and Ghostbuster movie at the theaters, and and now let's just jump into the recommendations. What's your recommendation right now? Yeah, my recommendation is I don't know what year it is anymore. I've been playing nothing but Pokemon Go since it finally came to Canada. Is this just drawing on, like, 20 years of your pokemon knowledge pretty much it's it's kind of funny because we'll be playing it and i never refer to a pokemon by its actual name well sometimes i do but i always nickname them and so i'll say a nickname and the old ball and chain has a little game he plays where he has to try to figure out like what actual pokemon i'm talking about (laughs) so i always start with bulbasaur who i've always nicknamed tree butt And then my favorite Pokemon is Magikarp because he evolves and just becomes the best Pokemon ever. But I call him Fish Sticks. Okay, that's appropriate. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. There's a bat I call Bitey. Oh, no. 
The rat I call bitey. The bat is flying bitey. Isn't flying bitey in Sonic the Hedgehog a marble zone? Yeah, but he's not in the instruction booklet. Like, he's not listed. Little trivia for you guys there. But it's supposed to be like Buzz Bat Bomber or something like that. Huh. Well, that's interesting. But I don't have that much space for a nickname. No. No, I wouldn't. But yeah, we've been walking a lot. Um, We did eight kilometers a couple days ago, five kilometers the other day. Catching a lot of Pokemons. Nobody in America knows what you're talking about. It's like miles. You just double it and add 30. So how do we convert it back to miles? You don't. (laughs) I know, Lee, you're not really into Pokemon, but it is a pretty fun game and it does get addicting. Well, I downloaded Pokemon Go after I was pumping gas into my car and saw this couple drive up to the gas station, walk around the pumps and get back into their car holding their phones the whole time. And I was like, all right, now I got to know. And that your gas station is probably a poke spot. So enough about Pokemon. What are your recommendations? I would recommend the real Ghostbusters sleeping bag. We've featured it on poprewine.com before. Wow, that's really attainable. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait for someone to Google it, come to our website, and then ask me how much for it. I've had this sleeping bag my whole life. My grandmother gave it to me. Does it still fit? Or are you like just, It's like you know? pants to me now. <laughs> but my favorite part about it is that they've, whoever designed it was like, I'm not having a grammatical error on my sleeping bag. <laughs> and so it says... What's it say? Like, I find that I'm not afraid of ghosts. I think it's, I'm not afraid of ghosts. Yeah, and it's like, that's not the phrase. That's why I thought it was bootleg at first. Well, don't forget about the poll this time on the Extreme Pop Rewind podcast. Uh, Just, you know, do us a hashtag, your favorite Ghostbusters, at Pop Rewind Online. That's on Twitter. Yes, tell us uh, how much you love Holtzman or the other people. But probably Holtzman. It'll be Holtzman. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Kevin. I could go for Kevin, too. Could be Girl Slimer. Yeah. Those are your three options. Welp. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> I vote for Winston. I think it's Winston at the end of the movie. I don't think it's just her uncle. I think it's Winston. You really think so? How else did he know exactly where she was? He knows where that location is. Well, by the end of the movie, they're kind of a big deal. Everyone knows where that is. Yeah, but come on. It's Winston. Anyway, why don't you tell the folk at home where you can find out more about poprewine.com? The folk? <laughs> the one person listening? Yes. Well, Lee, you can follow us online on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Google+, YouTube. Uh, Tumblr, other places at Pop Rewind or at Pop Rewind Online. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Pop Rewind podcast. And hey, we want your suggestions for topics. It's true. We do. You're the ones listening to this show. Uh, We'll talk about, you know, anything and everything related to 80s and 90s nostalgia. So drop us a line at one of them social media sites. And until then, I'll see you in the future. What's it the past? I quoted Back to the Future to end the Ghostbusters podcast. You quote Back to the Future all the time. Poprewind.com